0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Take Your Points. I'm your host, Roland Scott. We're looking at the All-Ireland Final and Trone's incredible win over Mayo. And our guests are Paddy Talley, who was down manager last year, but he was also the coach in 2003 when Trome won their first All-Ireland, and Cal Carville, the Gaelic life columnist. And our other guest is Ethan Acasija, who's on to talk about Antrim's intermediate Camogie victory over Kilkenny, and also Armagh's defeat to Wexford. We're joined now by Derek Mogi um, and Aoife, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I wanted to get an opinion from outside of Antrim and Arma about the results at the weekend. Um, you have obviously know these teams well, but I wanted to first start uh, to ask you what, what do you think the key was to Antrim's win?
1: Well, I think the key to Antrim's success was that the whole team performance on the day. You know, every player played well from goalkeeper right out um they showed up and they they brought the work rate and the intensity on the day and you knew that from the start they just looked so sharp um their forwards and you know just were on fire and the defense was, were super tight so just from the get go the whole team performance was absolutely brilliant they you know their very professional setup you know with um what their backroom team and you know strength and conditioning work all done and I just think they they looked you know like they're structured and they knew that they had a game plan and I just think that um, the whole team played well and performed in the day and substitutes coming in that had an impact as well just the work rate from the players and performing on the big day they know they were coming in with belief that they could beat Kilkenny uh, because they had played them earlier the first round in the championship actually it was a home match and where they beat them um, and probably didn't perform to the best that day so you know they they built up over the championship uh, and only just improved game to game um, and then when they had that one over Galway in the semi-final they they just had um, a belief that they could go on and, and win it and they showed up you know you could maybe believe and then I don't know nerves or just not performing the day but they, they brought everything um, to the table with them on, on Sunday and put in a superb performance um, that everybody is ranting about really, you know, how sharp they were looking and um, how well they performed.
0: What or who perhaps impressed you most in the Antrim team?
1: I suppose the thing that most impressed me about Antrim was their work rate. Um, All the players, defence and forwards, Um, you know, the movement that was going on in the forward lane from watching it uh, never stopped. Um, Creating space and you know, the work rate on the puckouts outs and breaking balls and things like that there. Um, probably made Kelly's performance, you know, because it was just scoring with the, the scores that she got. Um, individual scores, creating scores for other players, um, winning puck outs, you know, tracking back and helping the defence out as well and then breaking forward, you know, was just absolutely brilliant. She's a, a class player. Um, just strength-wise, speed-wise and skills-wise, she has everything everything going for her. So she performed well on the day and totally deserving of player of the match. But just overall in general, as I say, the, the whole Antrim um, team play was very, very good. You know, their defence as well was very strong and any any sort of threat that Kilkenny had, on, although they did get two goals, um, I suppose one from the, the short or the close range free, and another late on the match. You know, it wasn't. It doesn't really reflect on the, on the defence, um, for Antrim's defence. Sorry, because I thought that they were very good, very tight, and cut all threat out very early um, on. Whereas at the other end, it was the opposite. You know, Antrim were out in front, and and any time they got through, you know, they looked very very threatening. Um, which Kilkenny, I thought,
0: struggled to, to cope with. Aoife, Ar- Armagh lost to Wexford. Um, how do Armagh bounce back from that result?
1: I suppose it'll, it'll be very difficult for Armagh to take the defeat because, you know, being uh, reigning champions from last year, beating Cavan in the final, they, you know, they had a bit of belief that they could win it again. They, they've they done it in the past, so they have that, had that experience. But it was a fourth time for them to playing Wexford and the three previous times they had, you know, they were beaten. So they were hoping to to take it, you know, to them this time, which they did. They performed absolutely brilliant. You know, the athleticism and, you know, the skill that was in show um in the junior final was absolutely brilliant as well, some brilliantly taken scores. But unfortunately Wexford just ran away with it um in the final stages. But it really it really could have went either way, but I suppose that's 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 what they can take from it. Like reflect on it and watch back and learn from it and then you know group together again uh, go again next year there's a mixture of youth and more experienced players so um, it's just about you know everybody sticking at it and bringing maybe um, like adding players to the panel always trying to add two or three or four more players to the panel that will just enhance um, and buy into the, the whole team setup.
0: If I always want also wanted to know um... What did these results mean for Ulster Camogie?
1: Well, I suppose it's a good sign that, that there are teams in Ulster reaching the finals. Like last year, although I you know the intermediate or the seconds teams couldn't play, you know, it was Down against Antrim in the intermediate last year, Calvin against Armagh last year, and again this year, Antrim and Armagh representing Ulster in the final and, you know, in the big stage, all there in the All Ireland final day. So I suppose it's a, a healthy sign of Camogie um, and Ulster. Like Down had a Good championship run this year in the senior, in the senior championship, and they'll be hoping to, you know, to improve in that, you know, break out from the group stages next year. And Antrim will be up there, you know, um, playing at the top level as well. So, you know, it's uh, I think it's um, a good sign that the Ulster, you know, Komogi and Ulster is at a health, a healthy enough place and and on the up.
0: And finally, you're you're a Derry commode. What did Derry have to do to catch up with Anterman Down who are now at senior level?
1: I think Derry have to do a lot of work <laughs> uh to catch up. Um you know last year and this year we we reached the quarterfinal stages and we're beaten obviously um uh, both quarterfinals so we're we're finding it difficult at the moment. I suppose it takes you know just looking at the teams that that won so Galway and Wexford and Antrim this year you know it's a whole team effort the whole package so you know your strength and conditioning everything that goes along with it nutrition all that advice um, to go along with it and then just getting the players to buy into that there so having that there set in place um, you know with your management and getting players all the club you know players um, to buy into that and to believe to want to you know set go goal, setting goals obviously we, we've we reached quarter finals right we want to go a step further this year um and, and sticking to it um i suppose you know we, we've we can we look to Antrim now and we look to down you know that are playing at the top level now and saying how can we get there you know what do we have to do to get there so i suppose it's just about getting together again refocusing and um you know every year brings new challenges so this past few years we've had girls coming in and girls leaving you know on short spaces of time but i think you need to get you know girls to try and buy into it long term you know this is what we're aiming for in the next two to three years or whatever it may be and bringing younger players onto onto you know onto the panel at all times up from minors um um and getting them a bit of experience at the senior level as well so there's that's a whole pile of things if you get all them things in place if we get all them things in place we'll be doing well um but i hope you know just to, that we can i suppose improve um over well in the next couple of years um improve from the last couple of years
0: Aoife thanks for your time <laughs> So our guests this week are uh, Paddy Talley and uh, Cal Carval, Gaelic Live commas. So Paddy, I have you in, obviously, because you, former coach of Trone, you were there in 03. Um, but to start, let's just talk about the initial reactions as a Trone man. How do you feel about that win, uh, Trone's incredible win over Mayo at the weekend? Hi,
2: we're, we're still on the high. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a,
0: be, It's a, just
2: a wonderful feeling we're having in all throughout the county at the minute, you know. I think. Uh, I think there was a real sense of, of you know, confidence getting into the game. You know, we, we felt that these fellas were good enough to win the All-Ireland. And, uh, and seeing us over, it was just like, God, we're back on top again. You know, that is really it. Like after 13 years now throwing back number one in Ireland, that's, that's quite hard to believe even yet. There's that wee thing and you're saying, God, we're number one. But it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful today and the, the people are on high yesterday and even this morning chatting to a few people, they're still They're still breathing in the success and and they were so proud of the players and the management and everybody associated with the team
0: the atmosphere is it similar to the previous years of success
2: i think i think it is i think it nearly goes back to the first one you know i think there's that it's been such a gap you know when you go for that length of time and but suppose we won the first one if you look back it it was the first for everybody but there's a whole new generation of people say if you're 20 years old or 19 or 20 this is like the first one all over again because you're only six or seven the last time and you wouldn't remember much about it but anybody's a teenager now, or late teenager, even early twenties, are now getting this feeling for the first time, really. So it's all new again. There's a whole new generation of children rocking up, and these are our heroes. So there's just a oh, it's just lovely at the moment, and we're, we're delighted.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask Cal, do you think the game went expected? We spoke last week with Paul, you know, Paul Devlin about how the game was going to go. Did you did it go as you thought it was going to go?
3: No, is the the short answer. I I thought Mayo would have been. You know, had more street smarts than what they did show. We talked and the blueprint was put down in the Kerry game. If you were to look at that and say, how are Tron going to set up? How are they going to play? How are we going to counteract that? Uh, look at the Kerry match and they did the exact same thing. They brought the intensity in that middle third. They invited the Mayo boys onto them and they turned them over and uh, broke at pace. And, we discussed on the on the, the last time we were here about Mayo taking um, shots from distance, getting into that D and kicking uh, it over from distance, and that would draw the Tyrone defence out. That didn't happen. It was interesting. I thought when we discussed around Eden O'Shea and maybe kicking in diagonal balls long to him, they just made the wrong decisions. They kicked it maybe 20 or 30 yards as opposed to going back to midfield and kicking in those long balls that Armagh were synonymous with back in the day. And they just didn't work thrown out at all and they looked devoid of ideas coming down the stretch at the end and to to miss six goal chances like if you were to say to a male man on Saturday morning you're going to get six goal chances you'd be thinking O'Shea's going to go up the steps of the Hogan here but I I haven't seen. They butchered them, there's no other way to describe it. The the converse of that, when those clutch moments, and again we talked about McKenna, those clutch moments, people were saying why is he still on the field, he's made mistakes, he's not playing well. When that ball was flicked to him from Kilpatrick, he went straight down um, the throat of the the Mayo defence Hanley again. We talked about there's maybe a mistake in him. He rushed out to him, flicked down the side, and it was a textbook goal and easy tapping for the dazzler, as he's now being referred mm-hmm. to again. And they, Trone, had all the answers. Mayo really didn't pose enough questions. I was expecting a whole lot more from Mayo. It wasn't how I thought it was going to um, pan out. It actually, Trone looked like the more experienced team that had been there and done it before. And we're looking at a, a Mayo team who have an abundance of experience, have and obviously an experience of losing finals. But they were in the, the final last year, and it looked like Throne were the team that had all the experience and all the wisdom and the old uh, head on the shoulders. And they came up with the answers. And was it what I expected? No, it wasn't. But did I expect a Throne win? Uh, I thought they'd eke it out, but at the end they were comprehensive.
0: Paddy, do you agree? Did the game go as you expected? You know, um, did, were you surprised or you know with how it went? Not really. To be honest, I thought the first half was, a, was super. Sitting, watching the game, at the game
2: myself, said, it was a great first half. It was We have bit touchy at the start, you know, both teams were a little bit cagey, but then it opened up and by half time, really, looking back, it was a real good half of football. Plenty of chances, plenty of incidents, plenty of intensity, plenty of mistakes, which makes, it, which makes it exciting. But that's the way both teams play. They, they, they do take risks. They play a very open type of game where there's lots of like, you know, if you look at the game, how many last gas tackles were there from both teams? Where somebody would get a tackle on or send dummy down the line and, and uh, turn the ball over and then it'd just be helter-skelter. So there was that wee bit of madness early in the game. But by half-time I felt that Throne had a grip of it. I just thought may we were starting to become a wee bit void of ideas and Throne looked much more comfortable. Again, some of our outside shooting the first half was great. You know, we, we really, really good scores. Kieran McGeary scored a brilliant point. Uh, Darren McCrory scored a really good point from the right, right, right wing, and we just looked as if we. Niall scored two free kicks, like he was first and set two long range frees, and we're settling really well. The third quarter was a worry for us because this was all Mayo. It really was Mayo coming at us with everything they had, but they didn't convert, and they had the chances to really bring the game back and, and make it a real contest. But I think that they, once they once we come to the third water break, the second water break, I think Mayo were gone. I think generally they they kept coming back at us but we got the goal, Call had come on, scored the goal and it really at that stage stronger play the game on their terms right to the end of the match. And that's how it worked out. I think that every time they come up and got a point, we go back down the field and get another point and then as I said as referred to there, the goal once once Darren before he got the goal it was game over. And it really was the last the last ten minutes was was a was a breeze. But so I think the same feelings are there with Mayo. There's a lack of belief that they can actually get across the line and I think it, I did predict the game if Tyrone could get three or four points up they would run the game comfortably because I think all the doubts are there Mayo they just can't they can't get over that. Conversely if Mayo had been up two or three points going into the last five minutes it would be very difficult for Tyrone because Mayo would have would have done everything in their power not to lose that one where they got their foot on Tyrone, they would have, I think they would have done what they did into Dublin they would have kicked on but we hit the front, front at the right time and, and it uh, it left us very comfortable.
0: Yeah, I felt that halfway through the first half that Mayo had lost it. They just weren't scoring. They mm-hmm. didn't. F- it I just felt like me and, and the way Tyrone players, the, the way they carry themselves. It feels like the the O three teams you know that were so confident and they believed in everything that they did. That comes from probably the, the environment that's been created around them.
2: I think that they're now in the backroom team. You have Colin Holmes. You have Joe McMahon. You have Brian Doher. Uh, three All early winners start. You know, and those boys are all there in o three and o five and o eight, part of the, those two and successful teams. That breeds confidence. You have the lads there, you have Fergal and you have Brandon, who who managed the team that won the under twenty one All Ireland. That breeds confidence. It just is a really good environment around them, and they also seem to be very happy as a group. They're tight, they're good friends, and that, that's a big part of it as well. There doesn't seem to be any any uh, divisions in the camp. In fact, it seems a very unit, unit, united camp, you know. Yeah. And I think as just the year goes on, it's a given
0: as you get momentum and confidence grows, and that's what happens kyle any of the players the trump players stand out for you
3: well i think ultimately saturday was coronation for a lot of these players who maybe weren't the superstars that you would associate with a, a clifford or maybe a lee keegan and, and those type of boys that you would see day in day out but certainly the mcgearys the Milers, the morgans um mckenna's of this world macquarie's uh, that's everyone's talking about them now and i certainly think in the Kerry game, they grew as the game went on and their stature grew. And even coming into the all Ireland final, again, the way they conducted themselves throughout from management right down to each of the players. They were coming into Crow Park, all Ireland final day, and there was that air of confidence about them. You know, the shoulders were back, they were relaxed. They knew that they had to go out and if they played the way they were capable of playing, they were uh, going to win. Um, I thought, uh, like Hampsey's point, just one example, uh, a microcosm of the game, he, and he's done it twice uh, against Kerry and then on Saturday against Mayo, he went up the, the right-hand side and it wasn't an easy kick by any stretch and I have said before to teammates if you've got a single digit in your back don't be shooting (laughs) but I think uh, he showed like it was an incredible score outside of the boot and you just followed the ball with the camera angle and over the bar it went and there was that confidence throughout the the team Slotin again outside of the boot score was was beautiful Uh, McGeary as um, Paddy's talked about uh, again it was coming down with snow on it but went over the bar and even if we look to the the second half when uh, Mayo were putting the pressure on and Throne went down the field and they did miss a couple of very scoreable chances like look at McShane's free when they went to Hawkeye and it went over the post that wasn't given and then also McKenna uh, took a great mark and then missed it straight in front of the post and I thought this is going to give Mayo a bit of oxygen but it didn't happen they had that composure to go back down then they got the the goal and uh, as Paddy says the game was over but These are, I think also, is talking about superstars and name recognition now. Kilpatrick, he had his uh, Peter Andre moment when he took his top off and there was a bit of swooning in pubs around uh, Tyrone, no doubt, but uh, like he was fantastic. And Brian Kennedy as well, names you wouldn't have known before. And a lot of people, even when they won Ulster, wouldn't have known, they weren't household names, but certainly um, they're on the tip of everyone's tongue um, this week and fair play to them. uh, They're on merit and they were, at the end of the day, they outfought and outthought of um, an experienced Mayo team and they definitely deserved um, all the plaudits.
0: Funny you, you mentioned, uh, uh, Roger Keenan earlier this year said to me that he felt confident about the Trunc team because they finally got a midfield. He, his issue was that they didn't have a ball winners at the centre, like big, strong, tall catchers, you know, I suppose, yeah. but harking back to the good old, good old days. But, and, they, and that did sort of bear out certain, certainly at certain stages in the game where they did able to win that mid, yeah. midfield ball. Absolutely, and that allowed an to go long. We were given throwing
2: the short ball a lot of the time, and it suited thrown very well too. Because once you get possession there, there's so many good footballers in those areas that they don't they don't cough it up. They'll work it and they'll work the ball back and they switch the play and they will go down the far side. And that happened numerous times. And that relationship between Niall and and uh, Mailer and Hart and Sludden and Maguire and Hamsey and all those boys are so comfortable in that area. When they pick up a ball up there, you can nearly guarantee they'll work something and they'll get somebody to run and they'll attack in numbers. Um, but it also allows that they can put the ball down, stick it out to the middle of the field, clear your lines and even if they do lose it down there, there's a long way to go for Mayo to come back through that defence. So uh, the, there's a method in going along even if they don't sometimes win the ball. But the, 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 the chance where Conchal, Patrick, pulled the ball out of the clouds, put it through uh, was to McKenna and the goal. So the catch was fantastic, and that's that's so good for Connacht. Thorns really. This is his first year and bed himself into the team, and he's been around the squad now for a couple of years. But we probably all know the potential he has as a as a player. But
0: that'll do him the world of good yesterday too. Like, yeah, we spoke last week about the development of this these players, and one of the things I was for sort of keen to head on. That's why Paul was in, and your colleague Gavin McGillie was about how the underage teams in Trone. Have helped these players, but also the Sigerson success. And you had success with these players. And when you won the Sigerson, how much how much do you think that that's helped them? You know that they're able to get across win with Sameris and then go on with Throne? I think it's helped develop them. And uh, the Sigerson is very difficult to win. That's the first thing. It's, it's a
2: brutally hard competition to win. We we got it, we got it that year, and it was just it was great to win it. You know, it was a long, long time coming. Like, but we got we got it. But there was then three or four fellas. You, you had Connor and you had Keir and McShane, who who really have grown from that, especially Connor. There's one player to say he's grown enough, and that is that Connor because he was captain of that team. Probably at the time, you know, when I made him captain of the team, I basically felt that he he had the, his attitude was superb at training, but it's matured him as a as a player and as a as a leader. And I think if you're looking back on the year, especially in the Kerry game, and Connor didn't put a foot wrong the last two matches, we've always known Kieran McGarry is a special talent. Not maybe the most skillful player in the world, but he's a fierce warrior and he will never let the team down and he'll always be there when it comes to the bit and he'll drag everybody with him. and then you have Cattle who just gets better and better and, and every time Cattle comes on he's made a massive impact like, like to come on Sunday or Saturday night and get the goal that turns the game now, we needed that goal We was the third quarter that's the only score we got and we needed a goal and for Cattle first touch back in the net and all of a sudden then the team went up to come on against Kerry and hit hit a goal in three You know, there was massive impact games you think of a game against Kerry we lose it, won the game by a point and McShane scores 1-3 you know, you're talking big game-changing moments here. So those boys there too, but, but like you know, that, that team, I think by the final whistle, there was seven of the team that finished with Mary's lads. You know, if you put Con Patrick into that, and you put Petey and Niall Slodden and Niall Morgan into that mix. So were seven lads in the finish that they're all ranch lads. But they all know how to play that type of football. And I've also said to them over the years, if you can play at Mary's and compete, you can play anywhere. At the top level, because you have to play above yourself. You, you're just going to have to make it happen. And that was i I don't know, I'm not saying that in any particular, but they felt that there's chemistry there among them, and that, it, that they know how to play that type of running game where they, they work together. But listen, that's complemented by Paddy Hampsey. You mentioned, I, I think Paddy Hampsey has been a magnificent move to make him captain of the team. He's injury-free for the first time in a few years, and he just airs confidence. Like, you know, you mentioned the point, but not even that there, like, he went on Tommy Conroy, who's a very good player, very, very quick. And I know Tommy got a couple of early runs in him, but after that, that was it he closed him down, he marked him, he took a brilliant man forward of the game. He did the very same thing in the last game too. He's just a fantastic footballer and a really good leader. And we have, uh, that's, that's the beauty of this thing. You know, you, you mentioned players that hasn't been worried about this year. We've got, we've got last now that are stepping up and they all want to be part of that team. And they know themselves, like, and, the, and Brian knows, that know, this, this is just one. They're going to have to work even harder to stay there in the future,
0: but that's for, that's for another day. I'm sort of keen to like, focus on what the winning or the losing of the game was, Cal. Do you think it was, the was it the defence of Trone or was it the confidence of Trone or, you know, the Derry in me says that it was Mayo kicked themselves out of it, but what do you think?
3: Hmm. Uh, I think it was a combination of everything. Ultimately, if you look at, and I continually talking about clutch moments in the game, I've talked about the McKenna run and uh, the the goal from Macquarie which was massive, the McShane goal. but. You have to fault the goalie, I think, on the machine goal. Like, If you had seen that in a 14 game, you would have been shouting at your goalie to stay on his line. He had to stay on his line, um, they wouldn't have had the chance as a wee flick, and he was in no-man's land. He was gone, the ball was in the back of that, and he was standing around the 14. You know, has got, you know, he's got, there's history there in terms of all-in finals and mistakes, and I did, uh, not to take the credit for getting something right here in terms of my predictions, but I did say there's potentially a, um, a fault in him. Now you never, and maybe previous uh, uh, years would have targeted Morgan and thought there was a mistake in him, but he was as safe as houses. You were assured that he wasn't going to make a mistake on, on Saturday. So that was one of the touch moments. The, obviously the penalty is absolutely huge in terms of that momentum shift. And there's two points in it at that stage, you know, get that penalty and Mayor were one up and then they can push on. But. Oh, I don't know what he was thinking going for the top corner. Yes, it would have been Harry Maguire and the Euros look great and everything, but ultimately put the head down, stand over it and put your foot through it. And the wee shimmy, it was just, it was all wrong, but, you know, that's pressure and it's alright saying that's sitting here, but when there's pressure and the everything going on with Mayo at that stage, it's easy to criticise what he did wrong. Ultimately, even going back to the start of the game, when O'Shea had the chance, Missed it again and uh, I know Brawley had said it was an easy chance but it would have been easy if he had a dummied it inside and then he was one-on-one uh, with Morgan but even to do that is, is difficult. But Conor Loftus had that chance where he had an open goal uh, I think it was Walsh uh, on the turn and Morgan saved it. The goal was, you had Sludden coming in from the, the left-hand side, he was maybe a foot in from the post, it, all of this side of the goal to open his body up and you know, slot it into the right-hand corner. Again, easier said than done here, but that was a massive moment in the game. Get that goal, you got the two points at the start, you're on a roll, and goals give so much oxygen to teams. There was a, and obviously, the pressure that Throne put on, but there was a combination of errors upon errors from Mayo and really seminal moments in the game that could have turned it. Whereas when Tyrone had those seminal moments, those clutch moments, they took it. McShane and McCurry's goal were the epitome of it. And at the end of the day, that's why uh, Sam McGuire's uh, up here uh, in, in, in Tyrone. So, uh, but a great game in terms of incident and a lot to talk about. And it was a thoroughly enjoyable football game. But male, again, will be left scratching their heads and there'll be a lot of what-ifs in the west of Ireland yeah. Um, today.
0: Yeah. Paddy, do you sort of agree with that, you know, throwing just more just more clinical, I suppose?
2: Yeah, let's just, you're right. Like, you know, I, I don't, I think the, Connor Loftus thing you didn't see Nell Sludden coming across. I think Nell can some block. Like, you look back at that, like he came out of nowhere. Loftus had an open net and all of a sudden slutty sliding across and clearing off the line, That was a massive moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Slutty for you. Like just brain, get back here. He reads the game so well. But like that was that was crucial. They had no when I think he still would have struggled, even if he had a stumbling back inside because Nell was right on him. He would have a lot of work to do. He was on his left foot, Nell and well closed. No guarantee he scored that. But I thought there were two in the second half, I thought t- Tommy Conris surely had the option of shooting or, or, set, or squaring the ball to O'Shea who was standing between the 6 yard box and the, and the four, 13 metre line for a, a thing and the other one where he uh, was becoming the boy shot on the angle too uh, where he again had O'Shea squared, oh, was it? I'm yeah, like, yeah. uh, you know, you're talking, these are goal chances, you can't miss those um, and that's where Mayo have, have failed over the years and they just can't seem to address that and I think they're probably in a worse place now than they've been for a long time. Because they would have seen this from as the one wasn't Kerry, it wasn't Dublin, it wasn't Donegal. This was what they felt was the year to do it. And maybe the pressure of expectation is just way too heavily on the shoulders.
0: Yeah. The next thing I was going to ask, what next for Mayo? Like, what do you think, where do they go from here?
2: <sighs> if you're employing me as a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing I think is, and, and I don't mean this in the harsh way, there's too many players that the scars are too deep. They've had too many defeats. Now, you can keep saying, we'll go back and we'll come back and we'll win it. But when you've been beaten so many times, there's got to this stage where you have to think about right, the baggage is, is, too, is too heavy. I think that James Horn will reflect on his own position. He's now managed the team to lose his four All-Ireland finals. You'd wonder to yourself, I'm you think this, this is not for me. You know, And I think that, as I just just flip on and say, I think about your own. As I talked earlier on about the confidence these young fellows have in the management team is around them because they're winners and they've been there and they've done it to players and they they believe in what they're doing. Whereas if you're a Mayo player now, what would make you believe we're gonna win it next year? Because all you've known is there's players in here that have lost them. You have a management have a manager who's lost them. So my immediate reaction, and this is not knee jerk I just think reflect on whether they think it's the best way forward to continue on with the same model. You'd have to change differently. I think there's there's good young players in Mayo and they're showing they're good players, but it might take a, a disconnect from, you know, you have to sort of get rid of a lot of the baggage and that might mean a change of personnel, a change of player base and start and say, right, let's, let's go and look at a bit of manager who knows how to win all Ireland. And I would know if I was a Mayo man, I would say, you need to go to look for somebody who knows how to win all Ireland, who's a co view, that's not tied to any club maybe, maybe not tied to the county, wouldn't have an emotional attachment and just, clear the decks and go right let's be ruthless here about it because there's players there it's not that long with mayor won another 21 title there's good players there there's a mod monic Mayo support who do end to win it but it may take away the emotion here cut to the chase and say let's be clinical about this here this hasn't been working let's look elsewhere
0: yeah I'm sure. And Tyrone made, ma- made the massive decision last year to get rid of a, a man who'd been there since 2003, a, a huge a seismic decision, and then they go and win the All-Ireland.
2: That's, that's right, and listen, it, it happened in Dublin too, remember when you know Pellar Caffrey was the heart and soul and the blood of, of Dublin, but he wasn't successful, so had to go bring in a ruthless man like Pat Gillespie who just changed the culture and Pat Yellery stayed for two years, done a job, and then in comes Jim Gavin, away they go. And you know, it do it every two or three, if you don't win an Ireland three years in you Kerry, you're toast. Bring somebody else in. Even if you win a couple of Ireland, you're toast if you don't win the next one. <laughs> but this is harsh reality of high-performance sport. If you look at, and this has not been in any way, I've learned this myself from being a manager, if you're not successful, you know, people ask questions, why are you not winning? And you can make all the reasons, excuses of the day you want, and you can rationalise your own mind, but ultimately, people want to know why you're not successful. And I think that we now are a position, we are, this is high performance sport, whatever way you look at it. Okay, we talk about amateur. It's only amateur in the sector, it's an amateur sport, players don't get paid. But the preparation and the backroom and work that's going on here, this is as good as what you're going to get at top level professional sport. And sometimes you just have to look at it as as a business, a cutthroat business. We say, how are we going to get success? And ultimately, you know, top managers manage good teams. So I think that's us, if you're Mayo if you're at the moment you would be looking to say, how can we bring
0: something different to this, to help it, help us win it. And what do you think's next for Tronek? What can they, can they defend their title? Will, will, um, you know, how, what, what's, how do they build on this, or can they build on this, or what's next for them? It's going to be very difficult. It's going
2: to be really, really difficult, and let's that's, that's, be honest, we've been there before. We won it in three, we weren't about it in four, we won it in five, we weren't there in six and seven, we won it in eight, and we haven't been there since. So let's be really honest about it. this is going to be really difficult because now Terrone changed from being the, the hunter to the hunter, is as simple as a cliché, but it is true. Everybody now is eyeing up, how can we get take own down next year? You think about it, in, there's four Ulster teams in, in the Division 1. Uh, there's another two in Division 2, so six out of the nine are in the first two, top two leagues. So Ulster Champions next year is going to be a real battlefield again. Uh, you have a Calvin team I know took the drop this year, but they won the Ulster Champions last year, so they'll fancy themselves to come back and give it a rattle so also next year is going to be a really tight thing and then you have the teams now that are south dublin's going to be rejuvenated they're going to come back with a, a bounce like they you know we see people say they're on the way and maybe maybe they're just tired maybe they've just had a long long run maybe a lot of those players that maybe took a year out like jack mccaffrey paul mannion eric loundis may decide they know we're going to go back at it again obviously kerry will be stung they'll be wanting to come back at it again Galway and mayo will always raise and raise hopes. so like Winning all Ireland isn't isn't easy. Uh, so I think the challenge next year for Throne will be, um, how can we do something differently to revitalise and re energize and rehung you know, get the hunger back up again? Because and, and I don't and I mean this in a real and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I've seen this in the past where when a team wins, you wouldn't believe how many of the players are actually happy and they're content. And I'm not talking about the number 27, 28, and the 33 or 34 in the squad who never got a game, mind talking in the, top 50, in the first 15, who now in the deep heart of hearts know that's it. And you may think, no, they're going to game, but maybe they just got kind of content. So the big, the big challenge for Fergal and Brian in the backroom team next year, how do we revitalise this, set new targets, uh, paint a different picture of what success looks like? Uh, cause, because they're going to have to find that. And they're going to have to find different ways of motivating these players because they've reached the pinnacle. You know, now and this is where they have to look towards what what Dublin did. You know, how did Dublin go back year on year, keep going at it? And, and the reason is that if you look at the Dublin team that won the first one, maybe the first of the sixth to the last one, you, there's only three or four players were still there. They every year they're bringing in new players. they were really good players weren't getting a kick of the ball, you know, and they're just bringing fresh lads to drive it on. I and mean, Jim Gavin, he had a core of of, of, of captains and and commanders and sergeants in the field. And he just built boys around that that were going to give more energy. And he kept his core right. And he kept re-incentivising, re-motivating the better players. So I think that we, we're not still in the throne and we'll know we we'll, we'll have, we'll have a job in our
0: hands to get back again. So you're saying then that, that there are players there who won't be motivated to come back next year, that once an All-Ireland's won, then their hunger disappears all the, a little the, all bit? Oh, they want to be back
2: next year. But there'll be players happy. Yes, you know, it's just a natural thing. You've been striving for something for all your life from your young when you got it. How do you go back and go through all that again? How do you go to an emotional place again? Well, you have to really go to the pit of your stomach here. You know, I had a, I had a conversation with one of the lads at there last night, and, and he was standing me, He says, You have to have a cause. And he had his own personal cause, why he wanted to win the All Ireland. And, you know, everybody has to have a cause. It might, it, it's not about ultimately, but, you know, sometimes people think this is all about somebody in football and you're playing for the county and you know, sometimes it's deeper in that, it goes to a personal cause of why you will do what you have to do. And his cause was very personal. It's very much to do with the family and he was driving for a very personal cause. And that's, players have to have that. but that cause has been satisfied. And that's the one that's the main one. That's the one that's deep down in your stomach, that has driven you to, when the things are really tight, the one that drives you through. That's the one that's been driving you, that's gone now. because You got it. So you have to go and look at a new cause, mm-hmm. you know? And this is where, uh, interestingly, had a conversation today with a friend of mine, we Tommy talking about Tony McCoy, and I was to Tony Macquarie, keep going on year after year after year and keep going to be the champion jockey. Like, why, why if you are a champion jockey once, why do you want to do it another 20 times Like, But he, he made a good point, he said, um, he says, when he won the champion jockey, he says, he was a champion jockey for that one day. And the next day he wasn't a champion jockey again. So, in a ruthless way, we're all Ireland champions at the moment. And I say, this weekend's over. You have to, you're, not, you're not any longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a ruthless way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might say, I'm sorry, they here. But maybe it is. Because I, I did notice when we wanted in no 03, um, OK, we had, a, we had a tragic loss of Cormac in 04. But even with all of that, it was difficult to get the same level of hunger back. But plus, everybody else was gone on for Yale, you, You mm-hmm. know, so, and uh, uh, Brian knows this. Brian Doher was part of that machine back then. Collie Holmes was there. Joe came in in 04 thinking, those boys know that they're going to have to be smart about this you know so they'll, they'll be right second maybe not today they'll be recovering and enjoying the day but they'll be they'll be right starting to plot the course how, how do we get this right next year again you
0: know <laughs> so it's great but yeah Cal do you just finally do you th- how do you think the come back from that
3: well I think didn't Kieran say that good teams win all-Irelands great teams win more than two or three and I think that was a comment that came back to haunt them um, but yeah how do you once you've you know, got to the top of the pile, you, you've achieved your Everest, how do you come back and do it again? Thinking of the, the old boxing an- analogy, it's uh, hard to get up for 6am a. runs when you're in silk sheets, um, where it's a lot easier when you don't have anything and you have to go and do it. And that's probably where Trona are, are finding themselves. And there's absolutely no doubt about it that when I thought about it after the game and I was just thinking about, you know, it was actually great to see Tyrone win despite being an Armagh and I I wasn't begrudging at all. But I was thinking to myself, there's a lot of inter-county teams and players sitting at home watching this thinking, you know what, we have a real chance here. You think of the Monaghan's, they were almost turned over Throne in that Ulster final, give it another 10 minutes, they may have done it. Think of the Dairies even, came very close to Donegal and then obviously Donegal for a period they um, were on top of Throne. The boys are thinking again, and Armagh as well, Monaghan, it was just a strange game when they, when they lost in the semi-final, but they're thinking, we have a chance here again, and that will motivate all of these pretenders to the Crown to go out and say, you know what, let's redouble our efforts, we can do this now. And you look, Mayo, I think they're, it's going to be very difficult to re-energise them, but Galway are looking again, you know what, Dublin, that era of invincibility is now gone. We can get at them, so everyone's not worried, oh, there's no point in putting the effort in, we're not going to win it anyway. Dublin are going to win it. you don't have that invincibility. You stop Clifford, you can go on and win in Ireland. Look at what Throne did. Everyone's going to be saying, but look at Throne, look at what Throne did. And everyone's going for Throne as well. But at the end of the day, the flip side of that is these boys know how to win. I talked about stature and how they've grown from the semi-final and the final. They're walking about now, and it's throne people don't need that any more confidence. <laughs> but they're walking around thinking we're all Ireland champions and we can go and do this again. We're the best team in the country and we're going to go out here next year and show why we are a great team. So, you know, that really, and when we have hopefully full stadiums back, we don't have the, the COVID, bringing in the back door, maybe again, makes it even doubly harder to win in an Ireland. And it just makes for a really fascinating and really entertaining uh, 2022. On top of all that, football's back a bit as well. the like that final was really entertainment, top stuff. Be it good or bad, it was adventurous. They showed guts. It was really entertaining spectacle. Same as the the Kerry game and the the Dublin Mayo match as well, which has been lacking in Gaelic football for a number of years. So it's really entertaining to go and watch a Gaelic match again. So you, when you add all of those layers up, uh, and I'm sure the Throne boys won't be thinking about it now, but Bring on 2022. Absolutely, isn't
2: it great? I, I, I was down in Uri this year watching the Armagh, you know, the championship match, you know, where Armagh and Monaghan played like, an, like a, like was, it was incredible. It was nothing short of incredible. And I'm sure Armagh's saying, if we had played in the first half, we had a bit of then they ended a cracked at their own. And they would love now. And, and, and Armagh have developed really, really well this last few years, and they're good players. And Armagh's own game would be a great game because there's a lot of, the way Armagh play the game, that type of direct football, there's an edge in Armagh. They seem to have, I know. Kieran Downey's brought something different to their attack. here. McKeever's brought an edge to their defending. They've big players now. They've Oshin and Ryan and boys that are good footballers, like you know. So that's a that's a great. The Armagh own Revy is going to come back. Donegal will always be there. Donegal's talent is incredible, and we know that. And we're very aware of the fact that this Donegal team have been top of the three, you know, on the 21 level now, coming through the teams players. That game this year hinged on a five-minute spell where they missed a penalty. Michael Murphy got sent off, and the game then turned in our favour. So, and uh, You look at the reflect on the year in Ulster, it was uh, so many things could have happened. But I think I'm just so excited for next year. And you're right, I think the way football's changed. We're now playing, you know, it's open, it's more open now. Teams are kicking the ball, they're, they're taking more risks. I think we've realised much in Dublin. So Dublin played a, played a brilliantly controlled game, but they also played a high-risk game. They, they, they let the ball go, they moved it quick, and the teams now are looking at that as well. So, it's um, I think the standard is really good at the moment, and it all augurs well for
0: the future. It augurs very well for the future. Patty, thank you for coming in. I really Bye. appreciate that. Um, and Cal, thank you for your time as well. Um, time. I enjoyed that conversation um, and looking forward to it, as you say, next year. That's right. Good man. Thanks.
2: Thank